Another inspiring show. So what do you say we get with it, Let's Mr. Go. Schaefer? Our first guest, by all accounts, one of the most amazing women in America, a former uninsured single mom on welfare, a victim of domestic violence who turned her struggles into strength. She went on to become a country music superstar, winning six Grammys and recording 15 number one hits with her daughter. And, and you know the story, 1991, at the height of her musical career, diagnosed with hepatitis C, but even that couldn't stop her. She's the mother of two fantastically talented daughters. She's a humanitarian, a talk show host, and a best-selling author who's just written Naomi's Guide to Aging Gratefully, Facts, Myths, and Good News for Boomers. Folks, let's welcome the one and only Naomi Judd. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Naomi. Body's fine and a great big happy from Nashville. All right. Hey, unbelievable to have you on the program. You have taken everything that life has thrown at you, and now, Naomi, you're taking on aging, and we're all fighting that battle with you. Tell us about this book. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't consider it a fight. Um, some of the people write books about anti-aging, and there's all these anti-aging products. And anti means against. So my spin on all this is to embrace it. You know, you can't, you can't stop the river. So I have always believed that change is inevitable. You know, change is really the true nature of our world. But my gig is that growth is optional. So I totally embrace and go with the flow in this whole process. Our new hero, Naomi Judd. Yeah, you know that is fabulous. And, and wait, 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 wait. Let's. Can you call me a shiro? A shiro. Yes. <laughs> She's schooling us as well. Absolutely. Well, I'm just pointing out all this patriarchal language that we have in today's culture. All right, I, I'm going to make you. I, I'm going to make you back up what you just said, Naomi, in in the fact that we all have to embrace uh, aging and not fight it. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question. You're not supposed to ask a woman. How old are you? Oh, I'm sexy. S e x. All right. <laughs> Sexy plus one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, here's the gig. Here's the deal. I have known since the day I could understand anything that there's nothing different or special about me. I really feel, see, it's always weird to be, I'm sitting um, in my car pulled off on in a countryside road um, talking to you characters. I've always <laughs> known that there's, the gig is that I'm here to sort of represent standard issue folks, because when I was a single uh, working mom, raising mine actually totally on my own, I had a sense that someday, because what I was figuring out, that I was going to work on welfare reform, which now I'm a welfare reform advocate. And when we signed with RCA, I was 38 stinking years old. Mm. I'd never had health coverage. Um, even though I was a registered nurse, I couldn't afford health coverage. So now my heart is with those 44.1 million Americans who don't have health coverage. I think that's immoral. And all that to say, now that I'm 61 and I'm in show business, the, the vanity of insanity, the, the wackiest profession there is, if, uh, if you think about today's culture war, all I'm doing is sort of reporting from behind the scenes to everybody. You know, you talk about being a, a regular person, but you're not. You're a smoking hot 61-year-old. You've been <laughs> smoking hot all your life, but tell us about the girl that you knew as a child who was not physically attractive. And this is an awesome story. And tell us a little bit about how you're reminded of her every time somebody calls your name. Oh, you guys read the book. I'm impressed. <laughs> 
Well, I really do feel like um, I'm just supposed to use what opportunities, privileges, and blessings you all have given me. Uh, my platform is a – see, I was going to get my MD when Winona started singing on me at age 12, and I really knew then my, my destiny was to help her. I think my, the metaphor for my whole life is harmony. I mean, she's the voice. I'm just a harmony. Mm. And I think that means to bolster and enhance and support the other person's good efforts. So here's here's the deal. I'm in a little tiny town in Ashland, Kentucky, in Appalachia. I am going to grade school, and it's kind of an old Gothic stone-forbidding grade school. And there's a little girl. Her name was Naomi, who was, well, frankly, unlovely. She was retarded as well, and she would descend down into the bowels of this sort of prison-esque building. And I never saw anybody with her. And from the time I can remember, people would sort of pat me on the head and call me the little China doll. And I knew that my looks meant nothing about my behavior. It had no correlation that I was just, it was just a product of my grandparents or whatever. So I was born Diana Ellen Judd, but when I was in my 30s, I had a real metamorphosis. We had moved out to the West Coast, and I was sort of separated from my family unit, my family of origin. And I was going through all these, I guess you'd call them aha moments, a happy awareness, where I was realizing that it's not what happens to you, it's what you choose to do with it. And I was really getting into self-accountability and realizing I was responsible for my bad choices because I was an expert at making mistakes. And I named myself, legally had my name changed to Naomi Ellen Judd, Mm. so that I could remember and get a real firm grip on the perspective that it's not what we look like, life's not a beauty contest, it's what we choose to do every day. A great story. And now you know the rest of the story. (laughs) That that is fabulous. Let's talk about your health if you can, uh, because so many people are are anxious to know how you feel. Bill mentioned the fact that you were diagnosed with hepatitis C, which is a terminal illness. How did you deal with that, and how are you facing it now? Mark, I'm so happy you brought that up, because like you guys are journalists, you're big-time media people. Did you know that hepatitis C, as in cat, is going to kill four times more Americans than AIDS will in the next decade? Did not. Whoa. Even even so any- the big-time journalists didn't know that. You're schooling us again. <laughs> well, anybody out there um, that's interested, go to my website, NaomiJudd.com, and check out um, all the information about hep C. I used to be a nurse in ICU, ICU, at our little country hospital where I live, where one and Ashley and I share a valley, and this is before we got into singing. I got stuck with a contaminated needle, because really, when you work ICU, it's like a a trauma or an ER um, unit, and I got stuck all the time. I had bodily fluids, but I had a retrovirus, hepatitis C, and it manifested after we got into country music, eight years after um, we were, God, we were on top of the world, really. And it was so weird to suddenly be the patient. And it was my little white hillbilly butt sticking out of that hospital hmm. gown. I was the one in the, the wheelchair, and I've got this doctor pontificating. He's telling me that I've got three years to live. And it just... Yeah, I mean, it really ticked me off because I thought, wait a second minute, you're putting the medical hex on me. You're giving me 
such a grim prognosis that I'm going to take a six-foot dirt nap? Hmm. This is so wrong because... Well, how are you doing? If I, if I didn't know what I know now, I would definitely be taking a celestial transfer because I think the human body believes that your belief becomes your biology, but I didn't buy it, and now I'm cured. In 1995, I was pronounced completely, completely cured and free of the virus. You know, isn't it funny, though? You, you went through this, and it's kind of odd how we treat age kind of like an illness. You know, it's it's something that you dread or, or avoid, and, and you say it's not a curse, but you say it, aging is more uh, of an opportunity. Everything's an opportunity. There's no guarantees in life, but everything's an opportunity. I say that change, because I love acronyms to help me remember stuff, um, and I love words, but change for me stands for choose having a new growth experience. Hmm. Hey, speaking of words, Naomi, if I may, uh, the hepatitis C story is a great one and a very powerful one. When you tell it in the future to a couple of uh, middle-aged guys like Bill and myself, you should leave out the part about your little white hillbilly butt because uh, I, we love uh, everything or, after that. I, we, I, we... I, I, I went in a totally different direction then, so I missed the last you part know, of that story. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. I'm the healthiest. I don't have a single ache or pain. I am feisty as ever, in case you haven't noticed. And when I started to write this book about six years ago, I was hanging out with some brainiacs, some real experts in the field of longevity. Um, now, I, I still love Dolly. Dolly Parton's one of my best cow pals. In fact, she's sexy plus one also. <laughs> um, and I had lunch about a month ago with Sarah Evans. So I still have my coterie of girlfriends in, in country music, but... I began this cool voyage of self-discovery about 15 years ago when I was diagnosed with hep C, and I decided I had to take it into my own hands and become real proactive, which I encourage anybody to do that has an illness or a, a catastrophe. So I met with people who are psychiatrists, behavioral therapists, psychologists, and what I learned about the mind-body-spirit connection flipped me around, and I figured out about six years ago that because I'm walking the red carpet with Ashley at the Oscars and I see all of her friends in Hollyweird mm -hmm. and I see what goes on in the entertainment world and this culture war that we're in is so absurd, I knew I had to say something to just give people permission to start thinking for themselves. And that's what the book is about. Yep, the book is called Aging Gratefully instead of Gracefully because having an attitude of gratitude refers to the mind's connection to the body. You know, if you think about it, the brain is a three-pound organ. It's a thing. It's tangible. It's measurable. I mean, maybe in your case is um, three and a half four pounds. pounds. <laughs> yeah. four, four pounds. But <laughs> two. two. <laughs> the brain is, an, is like Walgreens or a drugstore. It manufactures all these chemicals called neuropeptides. That's our word for the day, boys and girls. And the mind is the body's information pathway. It's the body's control tower, and it's invisible. The mind is who we really are. So your thoughts, your your emotion creates molecules. You, your mind tells the drugstore what to prescribe. And you can either prescribe all these stressor hormones, the catecholamines are called, the stressor hormones decrease your immune system, depress it, or... Da, 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 da. You can say, well, 
I am going to live fully in the moment. I'm going to look at all the gifts of aging, like perspective. I figured out what doesn't work now. And your body starts manufacturing, your brain starts manufacturing all these great chemicals like serotonin, dopamine, and they actually bind. They become a cascade, and they bind at receptor sites all over the body, and they become um, very beneficial to your immune system, to your overall health. You know what's amazing about you? I didn't really understand much of what you just said. But this isn't, you know, people write a book. Sometimes they just toss it off and it's, ah, well, it's Naomi's guide to whatever. This is something you think about. You are, you are not just talking the talk, but you're doing something about it. You're spreading the word. You're getting the message out. And you're trying to use your life to make a difference. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Well, you guys are doing the same thing. Yeah, I really wish I had a bullhorn. Um, I got to go to the the White House Saturday night. There's this really um, eclectic um, bunch of folks. It was all the Supreme Court justices. It was the President and Laura, um, Condi Rice, uh, all the usual suspects, if you will. It was very bipartisan because I'm an independent. Nobody knows my political beliefs because it's too important for me to get these kind of messages out without turning anybody's off, anybody off. Well, I sure bet but you got them, though. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was uh, with my dear friend Colin Powell, and he told me years ago, we were having supper, and he put his hand on mine, and he said, even the best cause, even the most powerful cause will never become a reality until it finds its champion. And I told him Saturday night, I was grateful to be able to say it to his face, because I love him and Alma, his wife, um, that that really resonated with me. And I thought about it for weeks, and I thought, because I have an RN degree and I've got a medical background and I'm still very interested and involved in medical research and medicine, and... Um, a baby boomer. I've been called the face of the boomer generation, which just really tickles me. Mm. Or the it little, makes me feel or, good. Or the little white bottom. Hillbilly butt. The boomer generation. <laughs> the little white hillbilly butt. <laughs> you know, hey, girl. Uh, well, butter my butt and call me biscuit. Listen, um, on, that, on that, Naomi, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to go here. But, man, there's so much to talk with you about. Will you come on again with us? Absolutely. You're you, unbelievable. You have been fabulous. You've got the platform. You're using it. And you're right. Bill and I are trying to do the same thing in our small way. So so hopefully we can gang up one of these days and, 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 and help each other out. Well, absolutely. And um, let's go dancing. That'd be fun. Boy, you, she sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't she, Bill? You know what? She probably hasn't lived until she sees my little white hillbilly butt. Yeah. <laughs> then we're talking my about goal, something. My goal is to live long enough to see the day that Winona and Ashley Judd don't blame me for their problems. That's my <laughs> goal. <laughs> I, th- I think we blame our parents more as we get older, Naomi. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, bye for now. Love your hair. Hope you win. Oh, uh, Thanks so much. Uh, Naomi Judd <laughs> joining us live from the road, uh, on the side of a road in Asheville. She pulled over to chat with us, and wasn't that great? And how do how'd you folks out there get so lucky to listen to that? She's amazing. We're going to have her back again, folks. Naomi Judd. Now, coming up after the break, Mark, what do we got? We have got something really exciting. You know, Bill, we like nothing more than a little political protest. Yeah. Takes us back to the early days in the 60s. We're going to climb up an historic old oak tree with one of America's most unusual protesters. Come on. 
You're listening to the voice of 50 plus America, the Growing Boulder Radio Show.